Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbie Herbot. What's going on? And Trey Stinky Fingers Jose. Why do you sound less excited to introduce me? <laughs> Just am. He ran out of breath. Naturally. Yeah, typical. Oh, what's up, everybody? <laughs> um, today is week eighteen. So, really, the, the only reason to listen to this episode is if you are playing in week eighteen fantasy football championships, and that's pretty much it. Which, if you are, fix that next year so we don't have to do a show. On week 18. <laughs> Maybe they just want to listen because they like us. Is that unfathomable? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance, but maybe. Um, all right. You can catch us at Twitter at the FF Fathers. Um, today we're going over all of the early game windows for week 18. And uh, discussing who will be playing, who won't be playing, who we could possibly count on. If you are playing in a Week 18 championship, um, I know a lot of people this week have been figuring out what to do with their fantasy leagues, um, commissioners in particular, because of, you know, um, of what has transpired. And... um, we just, you know, at this point, um, nothing's really changed on that front. On the Hamlin front, um, he's um, reportedly getting better, using more of his own uh, ability to breathe rather than relying on on machines, oxygen machines. So, um, you know, all we can do right now is is kind of pray for him and and you know, uh, wish the best for for Hamlin and his family and. That's pretty much all I can say on that on that front right now. That's all there is to know, I think, so far. But uh, yeah, uh, that's all anyone really knows. So it just sucks. Um, I mean, that's at some point we do have to carry on to football, and that's I guess why we have to make this episode because there are people that are still relying on Week 18 to to win a a fantasy championship. So. Um, anyways, that's why football exists. It's a distraction. So let's distract ourselves <laughs> from yeah. bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I guess let's move on into the early window games here. The chiefs taking on the Raiders. Uh, the chiefs are nine and a half point favorites. The over under is 52 and a half points. This this game will be played on Saturday. There are two games being played on Saturday. Um, this is going to be the the first game on Saturday. So uh, let's start on the Kansas City side of the ball. The Chiefs are still fighting for the number one seed in the playoffs, so starters should all still be good to play. Um, I guess how are we feeling about McKinnon and Pacheco um, and the the committee backfield there both bikes scored last week uh but if not for that both would have 
had subpar games uh, fantasy-wise. So can you trust them against the Raiders in Week 18? Yeah, Jarek McKinnon is like the late-season Jamal Williams from earlier this year. Jarek McKinnon has scored, what is this, seven times in the last five games, all receiving touchdowns. No, no, he has one rushing touchdown to add into that as well. Oh, yeah, so he has eight total touchdowns in five games on extremely limited touches. Uh, pretty good receiving you know, totals for a running back who isn't the sole starter. And right now, he is a top 20 running back in PPR, number 26 in standard. I feel like you got to ride that hot hand. He might as well. He, like his lowest point total in the last five weeks is 11 points, but he's still scoring touchdowns. Isaiah Pacheco is a little more... Uh, risky at this point because he's not scoring touchdowns and he gets no receiving work. He's averaging like 13 carries a game, maybe 70 yards. Jarek McKinnon seems like the person you want to put your money on. And if you have Isaiah Pacheco, you're probably not like you're probably not in the championship. For being real, yeah. Um, I honestly I have nothing to add to that. It was perfect. Oh <laughs> hell yeah! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He passes flying colors. Um, what about Juju this week? His production has been all over the place this year. Seems to string together a few good games just to follow it up with a couple bad games. Currently in a slump, and uh, his pattern would indicate that he should have a good week. But what do you guys think? I mean, he still has, still has Mahomes throwing him the ball, so anything's possible. Yeah, I mean... His he's been like an enigma this season. Like it's like bad game, bad game, bad game, and like two or three like really good games in a row. So just recently, he had five points, five points, seventeen points, ten points, and then back to four and three points last two weeks. So it does kind of seem like he should be able to take advantage of this game. It is a good matchup for him. Um, honestly, my gut is telling me that he's going to be a good play this week. Why is that though? Just because the. Uh... Well, it's, I mean, it's a good, it's a good matchup. Um, because of his know, the, gut. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. How many t- times that do you, you know, you see that go thing? With the gut. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Gotta do go what the gut says, it. man. <clears throat> um, yeah. I mean, he has been. All right. So <laughs> I would agree. Uh, Jarrett Stidham. On the other side of the ball, 365 for three uh, three touchdowns, scoring 27 fantasy points last week. Um, a lot of us could have used that uh, production in our starting lineup, but who who would have thought he would do that against the you know uh, formidable 49ers defense? Um, the the Chiefs historically, at least throughout the season, have not been as good. But uh, can we rely on Stidham and the weapons on the Vegas side of the ball to produce against the Chiefs? I was going to say right now, Jarrett Stidham is the Antichrist for all of Raider Nation. (laughs) (laughs) He's just going to come out and just completely solidify their decision to get rid of Derek Carr. And it hurts my soul. Yeah, I mean, Um, I mean. Does I mean, it still hurt we, we, if he's better than Derek Carr? 
it's not fucking possible. There's no film on this guy, okay? Yeah, We're going to see week. what happens. <laughs> Against the Niners. Yeah, now yeah, they have I mean, last week's good. film. Pretty good. Ah, is, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things like, it's weird, but it's easy for a guy that has nothing to lose to go with, go into a game and play his fucking ass off, right? There's no other, there's nothing else just in there. You're like, I don't give a shit if I'm going to play next week or not, because I, there's, you know, it's not guaranteed for him. So he's auditioning, and why not go out there and have another good game against, you know, the Chiefs, which are giving up fucking almost 20 points a game to quarterbacks. So he knows he's going to play. It's nepotism, it's antichristism, it's all these things. It's, <laughs> all adding up i'm sorry i don't think he's related to mcdaniels at all it's nfl nepotism it's his old coach he's gonna ride with stidham yeah obviously the season's over but fantasy wise i do want to say this the chiefs do look like they're a bad defense against quarterbacks (laughs) but they've actually been pretty solid the last half of the season they haven't allowed over 300 yards to any quarterback since week seven they did get ripped up by Russell Wilson in week 14, which is interesting. Um, you know, they allowed four touchdowns to, well, really to the Broncos in general because Russell Wilson went out and then Brett Rippon came in and threw a touchdown. But other than that, they've been pretty solid against a lot of quarterbacks towards the last half of the season. And with that being said, I really, that's the only thing I could find against Jarrett Stidham right now. Plus the fact they're probably going to be losing. So he looks like a good play. Yeah, and either way, I think in week 18, you want pieces of this game. You know, uh, Chiefs still have something to play for, and the Raiders obviously know it's their last game of the season. They're going all out. Um, so, you know, high over under, I would definitely it's want. the highest. I definitely want pieces of this uh, in week 18 if uh, you're still playing for it. Um, all right, let's move on to the Titans taking on the Jaguars. The Jaguars are six-point favorites. The over-under is 40 points. This is the Saturday night football game. Uh, Derrick Henry was back at practice in full on Tuesday. We should all expect him to take on a very large workload as the Titans are sticking with Joshua Dobbs at quarterback. And whoever wins this game is in the playoffs. So... Uh, when these teams collided back in week 14, Trevor Lawrence, Jay Jones, and Evan Ingram all had big days while Christian Kirk was held in check. Uh, who would you have in your lineup um, on that Jaguar side of the ball? We're just skipping the Titans completely, which is probably well, right. Mean, it's just there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's why I figured. Um. But yeah, who who do you like on the Jags, Ty? I was just curious about the Titans just to be a butthole. <laughs> you know, I mean, you like pretty much everyone. I can't imagine that Christian doesn't Kirk stink doesn't as have... bad as your fingers. <laughs> 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 I mean, I can't imagine that Kirk is going to have a, a subpar game like he did the first time against the Titans. Um, so Zay Jones, to me, is the only one that's a little, you know, wishy-washy because he is a little more up and down on the season. Um, but other than that, I think you have no problem starting everyone. Um, I don't think that can be said with, for Travis Etienne, though. Why? Because the Titans don't give up points to running backs. They oh, give up, what, come 16 on. total. You're sitting. So you're sitting Travis Etienne in, in week 18. I don't think you have a choice. I mean, they played a few weeks back. They held him to three points. 
But who else are you gonna play? Yeah, I mean, I know there there is there is that factor. I'm not saying that you have somebody better to play. Um, but if you do, I would certainly you know look at that route. I would if you have a way of sitting ETN that you for a better matchup. Um, for whatever reason, if you do, I would do it. If you don't, then you're going to be stuck with having a poor game from him. Do you you, you do example? make a good point with your answer. An, an example of someone you would start over him? Yeah. Jared uh, McKinnon? Yeah, I mean, I mean, McKinnon's an easy one. He's been been hot. So, I mean, it's tough. Like I said, I mean, if you want to throw out, out players to me, I could I can make a pick there for you. I don't have a specific example off the top of my head. Pacheco. That's tough, but honestly, I think I'd still roll roll with Pacheco. I just can't see ETN getting you, you know, a double digit game, which is what you're gonna want from your RB two. I think Pacheco has a better chance of doing that. Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm looking at these Titans, uh, you know, running backs versus the Titans stats right now, and it is it is honestly really impressive. A lot, there's so many games well, where they didn't even they allow get, 60 yards on the ground. Their passing defense is terrible. They get thrown all over. So, uh, yeah, exactly. it, it's, the, it's the exact opposite of like Houston. Houston is good on paper against receivers and quarterbacks because they no one has to throw the ball against them. So this is the exact opposite that where no one can run on Tennessee, so they just throw the ball. Making good points. I'd still throw him out there just in case, you know, he gets some good receiving work. They you know, they do shut things down on the ground, the Titans, but receiving wise, they still get up a you know, they're that they're not as uh as strong in that in that facet. And that's where Travis Etienne kind of shines anyways, right? So I still have to roll with him. I just don't see you having a better backup at this point. And if you do, kudos to you. Yeah. I mean, to put it in perspective, like last week against the Cowboys, Zeke, who was the only running back because Pollard was out, had 19 carries, um, one of his higher workloads over the second half of the season, and only 37 yards. The only reason he had a somewhat productive fantasy day is he scored a, a goal line touchdown to get him to nine points. Other than that, he would have given you a terrible game. Yeah, they're averaging 3.4 yards allowed per carry on the season. And there's a lot of these games where it's, we're talking like two yard per carry average. It's a rough one. I, I see where you're coming from, but at this point in the season, I, I'm i curious. If you're listening and you have a better backup than Travis Etienne, you need to show us on Twitter, at the FF Fathers. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. It's Do it then. Basically just Derrick Henry, right, <laughs> on the other side. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we already discussed that, yeah. All right. Uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take it on the Falcons. The Bucks are four point favorites over under of forty points. Um the Buccaneers have locked up their division and are slated in as the number four seed in the playoffs. It sounds like the Bucks will begin their usual starters, but head coach Todd Bowles has made it sound like they probably will not play much um at this point are you considering starting any tampa bay buccaneer players given the fact that this game really doesn't matter at all honestly it's really hard to um i would be extremely hard pressed to think that any of their starters are going to play past the first half um maybe even the first quarter 
So there's gonna be a lot of backups. Um, you might see a little more Rashad White just since he is technically the backup to to Lenny. Um, so there, maybe you can play that, but that's the only like one I'm even slightly considering this week for the for the Buccaneers. That's the beauties of Week Same. 18 fantasy football. God, what a yep. shit show. Yeah, good luck if you're relying on any of those guys, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, or Tom Brady, which you probably aren't, because if you're relying on those guys, you're probably not in the championship. But um, <laughs> I, on the <laughs> other side of the ball... We, we should know how bad our take was on Mike Evans last week. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty Mike shitty. Evans for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes yeah. that you know that kind of thing can happen. Um, it literally doesn't matter, dude. Like no one that was relying on Mike Evans was in the fucking game last week. So that's and hey, that's you, probably true. If you're drafting a wide receiver in fantasy football and his name starts with Mike, you you're probably <laughs> gonna have a rough time with consistency. Okay. <laughs> Mike Williams, Mike Evans, um yeah. case closed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair it's a fair point, man. It really is. Um other side of the ball, how do we feel about the Falcons? Um Algier came through, Patterson came through last week. Um, you know, it's still the Desmond Ritter show. In my opinion, I, I'm cool with Algier, I'm cool with Patterson, and I think that's it. That's I all, honestly Tyler. Drake, I I honestly think Drake London's a sneaky play this week. Expand. Yeah, we we talked about him quite a bit. I mean, know, he does get since, good looks. In the three games he's had with Ritter, he's has twenty eight targets. Um, I mean, it's just the the target share is there. What? 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 um, he just he's getting a ton of target share, and with the Buccaneers probably pulling their starters on. It's not like we talk about because it it's fancy on the offside of the ball. They're probably pulling their starters on the defense side of the ball as well. And so right. that means you're going to have backups on Drake London that he should, I would think, be able to take advantage of. I think Drake London is a very sneaky flex play this week. Yeah, I. I, <laughs> I agree while you're over here chin or whatever you're doing. <laughs> yeah, the targets are there and Desmond Ritter. They, they've been throwing the ball more, and I think we're realizing kind of what his floor is this season. Maybe, you know, 20 completions, 200 yards, and he's pretty much hyper-targeting Drake London. He's getting like 33% of his attempts. So definitely not a bad bad take right there. I can see it happening. All right, sold. Also, Algier yeah. and Patterson, though, right? Or no? No, no, I, I'm still still good on them. Um, same thing. It's a tough matchup against Tampa, but when they pull their their backups or they when they pull the starters for the backups in, it's gonna open up running lanes for, for both of them. So is Atlanta gonna win this football game? Probably, potentially. I mean, they they certainly could. Like I said, Tampa's playing for absolutely nothing this week. Looks like we're making some parlays this weekend, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's a parlay party. <laughs> um, the Patriots taking on the Bills. The Bills are seven and a half point favorites. The over under is forty two and a half points. Patriots are fighting to get into the playoffs, and Bills are still trying to lock up that number one seed. Uh, so no worries about starting your studs in this one. 
Damian Harris finally returned from injury last week and led the backfield in carries. It was only one more carry than uh, Ramondre, but uh, not a great sign for Stevenson managers. Add on that the Bills defense is a tough matchup. What should managers do? Why'd you say that so fucking weird? It's like robotic. What should they what do? do? This is a TikTok video that was talking emphasis. about the Patriots running backs. That was emphasized. <laughs> um, in all honesty, you truly probably want these trulies. Yeah, that's what it's honestly. I think like you, <laughs> you definitely want to surge since he's been playing so well the second half of the season when he's had the full load. So you're probably gonna have to play him, but I don't want to play either him or Damon Harris this week. Well, even with you know him getting all that usage really towards midseason with Ramondre Stevenson, it wasn't even heavy usage. He got a good receiving usage, but still maybe fifteen or fifteen carries a game, which is still pretty light. And it's been you know decreasing and been pretty inconsistent towards the last six weeks. Yeah, ranging between three carries and nineteen. A couple games with seven and six. And the fact that Damian Harris is back, it definitely muddies everything up. I don't like either of them. I will just say this, though. Just in time for the fantasy offseason where we talk about who's going to be the New England guy. Damian Harris comes back and leads the backfield and carries. It's like, God damn it. Can we just <laughs> have some confidence in Ramondre Stevenson? But no, apparently Bill, not. Bill Belichick will never will never give you confidence in any running back in, <laughs> in Patriots history. It will happen in our lifetime at one point, and I want to be part of that train. I keep oh, boarding about, the wrong train. It apparently. did about 15 years ago when they had Corey Dillon. Oh, shit. Those were good Madden days. Shout out to Madden 2005. <laughs> Shout out. 2K5. Uh, <coughs> ESPN 2K5. Yes, yeah, sir. <clears throat> Way better. All right. Uh, Jacoby Myers. Big game last week. Big game this week. Nope. Yes or nah. yes or no. Nope. Not gonna happen. Okay. okay. No. Not gonna happen. No. <laughs> Any consideration of Allen and Diggs for Buffalo? Any consideration outside of <laughs> Allen <laughs> or Diggs is the word I missed there. Yeah. Um. Honestly, probably not. Outside of those two, like they've no one's been consistent anyway. Um, it's kind of weird to say like how good. Buffalo has been on offense all year, but they for fancy wise, like it, it, those are the two guys you ever be able to really play with any where you just put them in, you you're confident playing. And everyone else you're like, oh God, I hope he does well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I completely agree. James Cook has been getting more carries or more usage lately, but not not really. At the same time. So avoid the running backs, that's for sure. Alrighty, Vikings Bears. Vikings are seven and a half point favorites. This one's in Chicago. It's uh, an over under forty three points. The Vikings do not have much to play for this week. They have won their division and could be the number two seed with a win. And Forty ers lost, but that does not mean much. Haven't heard anything from coaches on how much the starters will play to say. So stay. <laughs> on top of the news coming out of Minnesota. Um, 
that's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> you're gonna play your guys from from the Vikes, and that's it, right? I mean, you probably have to, but I think they're gonna be in a pretty similar boat as like the Tampa Bay situation, where they're gonna pull starters pretty quickly. Yeah, and we talked about Alan, Alexander Madison whoa, on the whoa, way whoa, 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 whoa! Justin Jefferson has, um, I forget how many yards it is. It's like a hundred and two hundred twenty-nine yards. Get to two thousand. Because he had a shit game last week. Yeah, he had a shit game last week. I thought it was closer than that. I thought it was like 180-something. No, he has 1771 on the for the season. So you don't think they'd try for that? 229 yards? I mean, <laughs> I mean he's, cer- he's certainly capable, but I don't think they're going to try for that. anyone's able to do it, yeah. it'd be him. I mean, it'd be one. It'd be one thing if he didn't have one catch for 15 yards last week. If he had his normal, you know, 80 to 100 yard production, then I think it's a different story. But asking him to go for 229 in a game that really doesn't matter for them, I just don't see it. In Chi Town, right off of the Windy Lake, dude, the Windy City. Get real. <laughs> Check yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> think get real. Oh man, <laughs> it's like early two thousands. Veneer. All right, on the other side of the ball, Justin Fields will not be playing in the season finale, um, as he's still dealing with that hip strain. Nathan Peterman will be getting the start. So, ah. David Montgomery. Oh, yeah. I've seen plenty of Nathan <laughs> Peterman on the Raiders, and it's not a pretty sight. For sure. Uh, Ravens taking on the Bengals. The Bengals are six and a half point favorites. The over under is 41 and a half points. The postponement of the Bengals Bills game and uncertainty of it being rescheduled makes this week's Baltimore Cincy game very interesting. Um, if the Bengals would have lost to the Bills, then the winner of Ravens Bengals would have won the division. Now, if the Bills Bengals game is not rescheduled, then they clinch the division regardless of, of the outcome of this Sunday's game. So, what are managers to do with players from both? the Bengals, and the Ravens. I was a little uncertain you were going to be able to get through all that without messing it up. I know it was a little confusing. It was weird <laughs> yeah, writing yeah. it, dude. <laughs> I I had to reread it while he was <laughs> saying it. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the... It's, it's had to take it slow. <laughs> it's a really weird situation. Um, And unless we hear before... I would say before the game is tomorrow, but for sure get before the game's on this weekend that they're going to either just leave the leave that game as it was and just chalk it up as they both are down a game on the season or they reschedule it completely changes the way you should look at this game, because if they do decide not to reschedule that game, then the Bengals are playing for for really nothing. And then I could see them sitting their starters. This whole fucking situation sucks. Obviously, it sucks for 
you know, for what happened to that guy, but god damn it, it's so confusing. So let's just be real. Th- that game is not going to be played. It's not going to happen. So the Bengals clinched the so. division. Yeah, it, it's just not going to happen at this point. There's only a week left in the season. There's like, what else can you really do? Right. You, you can't do it. Squeeze in a game before the playoffs start. It, it none of it even makes sense, especially between like two playoff teams. So, so the one the one thing that has been thrown around is that because there is the bye week between the championship games and the Super Bowl, they could push back all the playoffs by a single week, and then not have the teams have a bye week in between those games for the Super Bowl. For one game? For one well, game. Just the bye week between the conference championships and the Super Bowl is gone. So they're playing next week for the Super Bowl, is what you're saying. Yeah, so that that would be the options that they remove that bye week. That shit ain't gonna happen. So... Bengals clinch the division is what I'm I'm seeing here. Uh, More than the division. They they clinch their uh yeah clinch the division and sit their starters is what I'm looking at here. That seems like the most likely outcome. Probably. Yep. Yeah. It's Wednesday. I mean, come on, they haven't figured it out by now. Like that game is not going to be played. Well, I mean, like I said, they would play it after the season and like basically make it up. I know it's a whole weird, it's a whole weird thing. So it's it's tough to say what's going to happen. Um, I guess for the starters of the Bengals, it's really a wait and see as and to, until the NFL comes out and says what's going to happen. So what the fuck are we supposed to say then? <laughs> it's just so hard to see. like project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It, that's what it is. Like if we find out before this weekend that they're gonna reschedule that game, then you then I think you're okay playing all the Bengals starters because it's because then they're playing for something this week. If they come out and say that they're not, then I would probably sit everybody. All right, all right. Texans at Colts. Colts are two and a half point favorites. The over under is thirty eight points. Texans have no one worth playing, not even in week eighteen. Um, on the other side of the ball, Sam Ellinger is getting the start at quarterback this week after the injury to Nick Foles. Are we even considering Michael Pittman or no? If you're relying on him, it's going to put you in a tough spot, that's for sure. Uh, Sam Ellinger, in the two games that he has played this year, uh, two games that he did start, yeah, his first game was six and a half fantasy points, 200 yards, no touchdowns. Second one was seven points, 100 yards, and an interception. The only reason he had more points is because he ran the ball a little bit more. It's not looking good. This team you know, is tanking. They're starting Sam Ellinger and Zach Moss. Hell yeah, they're, they're tanking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So no, you're not. I mean, you're not relying on Pittman. That's for sure. No, you're it, not. Tis the season to start tanking. Shout out to the Raiders, you fucking idiots. But yeah, yes, Zach Moss is playing the worst run defense in the league. The Houston Texans. Is that enough for you to start, Zach Moss? Week 18. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Everyone's done well against the Texans on the, as if you're starting running back. Everyone. So, 
Zach Moss, if you're still playing Week 18, Zach Moss might be the guy that brings you home the ship. It's like the only consistent thing in fantasy this year is start your running backs against the Texans. <laughs> yeah. How are you? Can we think of a more consistent thing, honestly, from this season? I, I really can't think of one thing. Not even a player or anything. You no, just start your running yeah, backs against the Texans. Yeah, it's been it's been consistent for sure. And yeah, I guess that's week eighteen, baby. Fire up Zach Moss. Go win you a championship. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought we were saying that? You'll never be able <laughs> to do it again. Ago. So you might as well do it this week because <laughs> this is your only chance to say like Zach a Moss shooting won me a star. All right. Uh, this guy? That's Zach Moss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, you didn't see it? It just happened real quick. Just <laughs> well, you'll never see that again. Uh, Jets at the Dolphins. The Jets taking on um, the Dolphins in Miami. <laughs> the Jets are one-point favorites is what I meant to say. Uh, the over-under is 38.5 points. The Jets are eliminated. From the playoffs, and the Dolphins are fighting to get the final spot in the playoffs. We know Miami won't pull their starters, um, but do you have any concern on the other side of the ball? Uh, other side of the ball, the Jets of them pulling their starters because they're eliminated. The Jets, yeah, because yes. you know they're, they're they're not playing for anything um, except for pride at this point. Testing young talent. I was going to throw Mike White out there, right? Let him do his thing. Yeah, that's the thing. The one, the one nice thing, because like every team that's not playing for someone, they tend will to throw in younger guys and see what happens. But that's the beauty of the Jets is that their whole team is young as hell. Like, yeah, their whole offensive core is young. So I don't think you have any concern with like Zonovan Knight or um, Garrett Wilson not playing the whole game. Yep, I totally agree. That's kind of what I was getting at. I was like, well, shit, Mike White's out there. There's still a chance for some for some production from this offense. Um, other side of the ball, Teddy Bridgewater, also known as Theodore Water Crossing, was limited participant in practice um, on Wednesday, but the dislocated pinky prevented him from throwing. So Skyler Thompson took all of the first team reps. You know, um, really doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. Tyreek and Jalen Waddle are always um, starts. But uh, what about the backfield? Mostert and Wilson, they've had ups and downs this season. Last couple of weeks, they have split snaps on the field with uh, varying results. Well, is it Jalen Waddle? Uh, he's in. Like limited in practice with a shoulder injury, is, is he good to go? Yeah, he's fine. He's been dealing with the shoulder injury for like a month. Hasn't missed any time, so it's more just a rest day for him. With, with yeah. these backup quarterbacks being, like, let's just say that Skylar Thompson plays, uh, Tyreek Hill is quarterback proof at this point, and that's what, what I'm rolling with. What? Yeah, yeah, he is. And Jalen Waddle, with him what? being you know, a little bit hobbled and a backup quarterback. Okay, I was waiting for it. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, I really, I'm confident in Tyreek Hill. That's, that's the person I'm rolling with on this offense for sure. Yeah, obviously you're still playing Jalen Waddle, but he has shown that when Tua is not the quarterback, 
his production isn't isn't the same. Um, he has a much more significant drop off than Tyreek does. So you're playing Jalen regardless, but I would be a little concerned. All right, the Panthers taking on the Saints. The Saints are three and a half point favorites. The over under is forty one and a half points. Oh, we didn't uh, really touch on the running backs there, real quick. I would just say I would trust Moster over Jeff Wilson. Why? <laughs> um, he gets the passing work honestly, and with Teddy Bridgewater or Theodore Water crossing. Um, and Skylar Thompson, they like to, to, you know, drop the ball off short to running backs because they get spooked in the pocket. So that's where most are going to come in. And that's just not where Jeff Wilson's game is. That's a good point. I'm with you on that one for sure. Good point. So Mike Kosicki, maybe because we know those guys panic throw the tight ends. I, I'm being. Yeah, I don't think that's happened yet. Yeah, I just wish he would come back and make a comeback. But it's not happening. So, anyways. Anyways, the Panthers <laughs> taking on the Saints. The Saints are three and a half point favorites. The over-under is 41 and a half points. Uh, both the Panthers and the Saints are playing strictly for pride this week. A couple of losers. Zahirs. So Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard were disappointing last week. It was a tough matchup, and the game script forced uh, the Panthers to throw the ball early and often. What should managers do with Foreman and Hubbard in Week 18? You can still, I think you can still roll Foreman. Um, I don't have as much faith in in Chuba, which is, I'm pretty sure we've said ever since it's been you know both of them in the backfield. Uh, since the McCaffrey trade. So I think you can still roll with Foreman. Juba's uh, just more dicey. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's, it's been a little bit of a, a toss-up as the season progressed, but right now it, it's Foreman. That's who you want in the backfield. All right. Um, I would agree. DJ Moore now has three straight games with at least 15 points. Should he be in starting lineups? Nice game last week. Honestly, Are we gonna fall for that trap. <laughs> I mean, ever since Sam Donald became the starter, he's been a different receiver. Um, him and Donald clearly have a very good connection. And it's not just the last three weeks; he actually four of his last five games has at least fifteen points. So it goes back, um, you know, for the last six weeks essentially that he's been playing really well with Donald. I don't see that changing against New Orleans. What happened at the Seattle game? He played 96% of snaps, only had three targets, and as no stat line. You know what happened to that game? Tariq Woolen happened that game. That's what happened. Yeah. Yes, I teach you for that one. Seahawks fan over here. <laughs> Our rookie six rounder happened. That's what happened. Uh, honestly, that is, that's probably true, though. <laughs> he's he's essentially so far this season been a reincarnation of Richard German. So. He is, <laughs> okay. He's a, he's a baller. I will say that. To be that big and be able to move with those guys. He's a baller. Um, other side of the ball, the Saints. I mean, yeah. it's, come on. 
Just pause. Dramatic pause. Kamara, 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 and or a Kamara, maybe. But what about Taysom Hill? What about him? You want to talk about traps? He can get you 10 to 11 at the tight end position because they put him in on a lot of goal line formations where he just takes the ball and, and literally runs into the end zone. As far as tight ends go, it's not a bad play. Right now, he is questionable, though. He has a back injury. A back injury. He was a limited participant in practice on Wednesday. He's and this fun. is actually a new injury for him that just kind of popped up um, with him on the injury report. So you have to keep an eye on him if you like him. Yeah, and honestly, he has had his usage has gone up um, in the last four weeks. He scored at least nine points in four straight weeks. So from the tight end position, that is a that's a good play. So yeah, I mean, if you need a good streaming tight end, then everyone does because it's the tight end position. Taysom Hill's a good a good option. Like I, Dude, he's I I'm playing eight. him over Najoku. You know. Yeah, I wish I would have done that last week. <laughs> That's understandable. But... Yo, he's the number two tight end in standard leagues and number eight in PPR. Yeah, For he's, someone, he's <laughs> obviously his stat line is different, but he's caught the ball eight times this year for seventy-five yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> it's such a cheat code. All right. Um... Next matchup, the Browns taking on the Steelers in Pittsburgh. The Steelers are three-point favorites. The over-under is 40 points. The Browns, they are eliminated from the playoffs, but the Steelers need a win to keep their hopes alive, uh, even with playing for nothing. It seems like managers should still be able to play Chubb and Cooper right or wrong. I mean, Nick Chubb is definitely someone you definitely want to start. Amari Cooper, um, last week is the outlier. Since Deshaun Watson has came back, Amari Cooper's stats have completely gone down. He wasn't, you know, consistently a receiver you wanted to start, but he had five straight weeks of like less than 10 fantasy points. Last week, he did have two target or two touchdowns on just four targets for 100 yards. So maybe he is figuring it out with Sean Watson. But uh, right now, Amari Cooper is questionable. It was a rest day is what they're saying. But I like Nick Chubb. Amari Cooper, to me, is a big toss-up. If you expect a good game out of him, you're really taking a risk. Ever it since is, Sean Watson took over, it, everything changed. Yeah. I mean, and the week before last week, he had 10 points and 10 targets. So. Obviously, they they are still figuring it out, but th- that's why I'm kind of okay with him still in my lineup because he's gonna play the whole game because Deshaun Watson's gonna be in there the whole game because Deshaun Watson needs reps to get back, you know, into playing for him here. So I think that I'm still okay with Amari Amari Cooper in my lineup. You know what's crazy, and this is me totally eating crow just looking at this, especially with one game left. If he does play the game, this is Amari Cooper's best season in his career. And we're talking about an eight-year career. The most uh, 
almost the most targets he's had. If he does play this week, it'll definitely be the most. Um, close to the most yards that he's ever had. One of the highest yards per catches he's ever had. Most touchdowns he's ever had in his season. Very quietly. You know, he's top 10 in PPR and standard leagues. So I was wrong. Um, I think everyone was. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone projected that out of Amari Cooper. So you're not alone. It's just interesting to see. Like, I'm like, I'm like looking at it. I'm like, oh, this is the best season he's ever had. <laughs> Pretty wild. Very quietly, too. No one's talking about him. So I, I figured I'd bring that up real quick. The year of the pooper. Who would have thought? <laughs> Poop water I, and Amari Pooper. It, I could have wrote a fucking essay on how he was not going to do good this year, and I was so, so wrong. <laughs> um. All right. Other side of the ball, the Steelers, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, are they plays this week? Um. I think... More than likely, if you have Najee on your team, you're probably starting him. Um, the Browns' defense hasn't been great against the run, so that's probably why you would be excited to start Najee. But what about George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth through the air? I mean, you can go with with the you know with Muth. Uh, that's an easy one. He's been. Even though he hasn't had a great season, he's the one of the more consistent tight ends in the league, which is crazy to say when you look at his stats, but it is the case. So you're good with Booth, but I'm not touching Pickens or Deontay. I'm mostly with you on that. I agree with the the you know the Muth take. And Deontay Johnson is it not really a Booth horrible me. person. <laughs> yeah, it, it Muth my soul, you know. <laughs> But Daniel Johnson, um, really if me up. you're in a league where you maybe you're playing a third receiver, he's not a horrible person to look at. He hasn't had less than seven targets in the last seven weeks. The production has been a little inconsistent, but if you have to throw him out there, I wouldn't feel horrible about it. No That's- cap? <laughs> I mean, it's not very bussing. I'm not capping on there. Um, <laughs> if I see Mike Tomlin, it's on site because he ruined our fantasy year. Oh, God. Big bet. How did Mike Tomlin do that? Wait, what? It's his offense. He's been a defensive coach. His whole, he's never called plays once on the offense. Yeah, well, he fucked me. And I'm going to find him when it's on site. I'm going to get Dude, my I ass got, beat. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm putting my, my money on Tom. <laughs> on me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm fucking I'm taller than him. But if I'm taller than him, though, peace, peace, peace. Bro. You never know. No, Dude, I, feel like- I know. I know. <laughs> I know myself. I will lose. <laughs> I bet you Tom would scraps like a motherfucker. Now I have to fight him. <laughs> Not good. You're going to doubt me, dude. He he you just like put up hands, he just like give you that like that look and he'd be like I'm good, man. All right, you're you're right. No. You're good. I'm yeah. like, All right. No, I'm good. I'm good. It's like cauliflower ear or someone who kickboxes. You're just like <laughs> uh you won the fight. I'm just gonna walk away. Yeah, just just tell people you won. Yep, thank you. 
All right, fill this. Are you gonna shut the fuck up? Or sorry, sorry to cut you off. Uh, but that'll do it for the early window matchups and uh, this episode here in week eighteen. If you're still listening, holler at your boys. Um, you're you're a ride or die. We appreciate that very much. Hit us up on Twitter at the FF Fathers and um like subscribe you know maybe a, a rating of five stars or higher i don't know what you're feeling only like, five that's all it'll let you do so and then um we will catch you guys friday with uh with all the late window games and our starts of the week for week 18 um prayers and thoughts to damar hamlin and his family and um you know we hope for for some bright news on that real soon that'll do it since no one else wants to say anything (laughs) goodbye i I thought that's how we were finishing it off